Hi, this is Big Talk. Michael Glab here. The operative word this week on our show is trees. There are billions of them in the world, billions of them in the United States. Here are some numbers regarding trees. Back a few years ago, Indiana University did a campus tree inventory, and I believe they've done another one very recently, but that one a couple of years ago, they found they have more than 12,000 trees on the Indiana University campus here in Bloomington. Then in 2019, the city of Bloomington issued an urban tree canopy report, and a tree canopy means basically the umbrella that the tree provides. The canopy coverage in the city of Bloomington was 38%. Now, those trees captured 28,000 tons of carbon dioxide in a year, turning it into oxygen, which we sort of need. Those trees also steered about 90.6 million gallons of stormwater runoff in a year. The trees do a lot of work for us, and our guest this week knows a lot about that kind of stuff. I'd like to welcome Hannah Gregory. She's the forestry director of Canopy Bloomington. Hannah, welcome to Big Talk. Thank you for having me. Hannah Gregory is in charge of operations. Canopy Bloomington has been in existence since uh, the first half of the year 2021. So it's a reasonably new organization. They're concerning themselves with the canopy here in Bloomington. What are you doing about it? We are aiming to plant and sustainably manage Bloomington's urban forest. Um, so we're starting off with community tree plantings is our big initiative this year and will be our biggest initiative going forward as well. We also aim to help educate homeowners and other folks in Bloomington to cooperatively take care of our urban canopy. And additionally, we're hoping to get kids and um, the youth of Bloomington involved as well. We just had our first run of our Youth Tree Tenders program this past summer, where we hired on four high school age students, and they helped us take care of trees in Bloomington Switchyard Park. Well, why do we need more trees? Well, in Bloomington specifically, we found that in the 2019 Canopy Assessment Report, we found that Bloomington's losing tree canopy cover, especially on private property. So the city themselves is limited in reaching canopy goals because they can't plant on private properties, but that is where we're seeing uh, most of the tree canopy decline. So there needs to be an organization like us to bridge property owners and the city so that we can help reach these large canopy goals. We need trees because they help uh, manage stormwater, they provide sound barriers, they can provide food if they're fruit trees. Trees are just a really important natural asset to uh, communities like Bloomington. Now being a homeowner myself and having a lot of trees, I do know that when a tree gets to a certain age, it comes to be about time to cut that thing down or else it's going to fall right on my roof. Is that, is that a wise thing to do? 
Yeah, so I always recommend having a tree um, be looked at by a certified arborist. Uh, mm -hmm. There are a lot of certified arborists in town. I actually just became a certified arborist two weeks ago. Wow. Um, so there are professional folks that you can have come and look at your tree. Sometimes a tree looks like it needs to come down, but it's a perfectly healthy tree. Um, it might just need some trimming. And it generally is more cost effective to manage the tree. So to prune it, um, then have it come down because trees can be really expensive to come down. But that's one of the things. Don't that I we, know it. Yeah. yeah. Especially those ash trees that are really large. And they were all killed off by the emerald ash borer disease, which hit in uh, around 2012 in Bloomington. Yeah, I remember. I remember when that was coming up. And you couldn't bring firewood into the state parks for that very reason. Exactly. Yeah. So that the emerald ash borer caused a, a huge t canopy decline across the Midwest and Bloomington and the IU's campus is still bouncing back and they're still seeing uh, the decline of the ash trees, although some are being treated and are bouncing back in health, which is good. How did this whole canopy Bloomington idea get off the ground? Who, who came up with it? So Cheryl Woodhouse, who's a local entrepreneur and business owner or business founder, and Sarah Mincy, who's an urban forest management professor at IU. She also is a managing director for the Environmental Resilience Institute and the Integrated Program of the Environment. They got together and they had um, a similar interest in uh, creating a, a organization like Canopy Bloomington to bridge the city's canopy cover goals and also just help grow the uh, canopy in Bloomington and the education around urban forestry in Bloomington. So they got together and they created this organization in early 2021. And then I was the first hire as a forestry director in June of 2021. You were talking about the trees here in the city and you said there are trees on private land. And so obviously that means there must be trees on city owned mm -hmm. land. Where primarily are the trees on city owned land? So on city-owned land, there's something called the public right-of-way. So the public right-of-way, it varies, but it generally is 8 to 10 feet off the street um, and into folks' yards. Mm -hmm. So if there's sidewalks, it's that strip of land that's between the sidewalk and the street. And if there's not sidewalks, and this is where it gets a little iffy and a lot of people don't know about the public right-of-way, if you live in city limits, any land that is between 8 and 10 feet off of the road it might look like your property, but it's technically city-owned property, and any tree that falls within that um, is city-managed. And then additionally, park trees, so city-owned parks. So conceivably, the city could come along and cut down that tree for whatever purpose. Yeah. And, you know, you say, hey, that's my tree. <laughs> yeah, um, which can, I guess, can be favorable in some cases if you need a tree to come down because it's really expensive to remove trees. So the city can take care of that for you if it falls on the right-of-way property. But um, the city only ever removes trees is if absolute necessary because they'll have to replace it as well. So, And by replace it, uh, you mean, well, do you plant a seed or do you, do you go to a, a, a nursery and find a tree that's already grown? How does that work? So with Canopy Bloomington, we order our trees from Woody Warehouse, which is a native plant nursery based out of Liston, Indiana. They grow, I think, 80% of their trees from native seeds foraged around the Midwest. So they're locally seed grown. We order our stock from there. So we order all native trees. And the trees that we order are between 1.25 and 1.5 inches in diameter at breast height, which just means a diameter. Um, and they're generally five to seven feet tall. 
Now, I understand that that's uh, generally an older tree than might normally be planted. You don't do saplings. Why don't you do saplings? So we don't do saplings because saplings are generally more for planting in natural environments. So you see a lot Uh of reforestation efforts planting saplings. Saplings have a lower survivability rate. um, So you have to plant more to be able to uh, make up for the ones that are going to die off because they just don't have the same um, oomph that the larger trees have. So we plant larger trees that provide um, immediate benefits. Trees do take time to, you know, provide shade and stormwater management benefits that uh, we know that trees provide once they're large. But by planting a tree that's between five and seven feet tall, you're going to already start creating shade with that tree, and it's going to have a higher survivability rate than uh, planting a sapling. Now, one of the reasons, as we say, that uh, Canopy Bloomington came into being was that Bloomington was losing Mm -hmm. trees for a million reasons. Yeah. But primarily, what? So it's mostly a combination of a few things. Ah. Development um, is a large one. And then also climate change stressors. So things like the emerald ash borer, which was an invasive pest, which caused a huge decline in ash trees, which are one of the most populated species in Bloomington and in the Midwest. Uh Um, So I would say development, climate change, and just like environmental stress factors in general, urban trees just don't live as long as trees in a natural environment. And um, stressors like soil compaction and stuff, everything that an urban tree deals with just causes it to to decline faster than a tree in a natural setting. Now, you say development, but it would seem to me that if, let's say, you're building a, a row of houses, well, the trees are in front of the house. Why do you have to knock the trees down? The development that I guess I'm speaking of is just removing trees from a large swath of land that didn't have or that was consisting highly of trees and uh-huh. then were completely removed to build homes. Because even if those trees are replaced, they're still not going to replace the amount of benefits that it, like a entire woodlot would be benefiting. Yeah, you bet. Because now there are buildings on that lot. Exactly. And they're just, they're generating heat of their own. Exactly. So and carbon dioxide yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's repl- replacing a once permeous surface or permeable surface with an impervious surface like homes and roads and sidewalks. Uh Uh-huh. And we can do with maybe a little bit less of that because these trees, as you say, provide these important environmental services, shall we say. As I say, the tree takes carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere transforms it into oxygen through photosynthesis. I think you know this stuff better than <laughs> I do, but am I I'm on the right path Yeah, here, absolutely. Right? And with planting trees, as a tree grows, the uh, benefit producing or the capacity to produce benefits increases and it's mostly because of the least leaf surface area. Uh-huh. So the larger the tree grows, the larger the Um, canopy or the crown of the tree grows and then it can intercept more water so that's how it manages stormwater um, produces more shade it can even reduce uh, or improve energy savings of buildings by uh, providing shade and um, taking some of the stress off of an air conditioning unit Uh Um, so yeah so the larger the tree grows the more benefits it can provide well i know for a fact that you know the times in my life that i've gone looking for houses and all that 
the houses with the tiny little new trees out in front are right in that hard sunlight, right? It's heating the place up. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you've got the big, broad, beautiful, older tree, mm-hmm. it's a nice shade. Right. And it helps you in that sense. Right. So you have to start somewhere. <laughs> you have to start <laughs> with the small trees and then eventually they get big like that. Now, here's a question. Tree equity. Mm-hmm. You talk about tree equity on your website. What is tree equity? So tree equity ensures that all people within a community have equal access to the benefits that trees provide. So within Bloomington, you know, we did an analysis based on block groups in Bloomington. So there are some block groups that have a really high tree equity, meaning they have a lot of canopy cover, they have low heat stress, um, and generally those block groups have um, people of higher socioeconomic status, Mm -hmm. whereas other block groups in Bloomington have a lack of canopy cover or unhealthy canopy cover, high heat stress, um, and generally those are areas where we're seeing um, lower socioeconomic status. So the tree equity aims to bring the lower canopy, the lower socioeconomic status block groups or whatever geographic unit you're looking at up to the uh, average of the and, and then eventually increasing the average overall. So I think Bloomington had a pretty high tree equity score, which is a score um, that American Forest, which is a larger nonprofit, um, came up with. But then there are block groups within Bloomington that are uh, much below average. So If trees are going to be brought to an area, a block group, as Mm -hmm. you say, that is lower in canopy coverage, uh, you have to say the city is going to plant some trees Mm -hmm. on its property, but then you have the private uh, landowners. Right. Now, what do you have to do about that? So when we do a residential tree planting, we will meet with the neighborhood association, if they have one, of of that neighborhood. And then we flyer the entire neighborhood. So we do little door hangers that uh, lets people know about the opportunity to get a free tree. And then we organize a planting day. We give them like a certain deadline to get back to us on whether they want a tree or not. And then I do individual site visits with each person who would like a tree. So we can decide what species would be best and where it would be best fit on their property. And then we have the uh, planting day where we plant all of the trees in a single day. And what are the concerns of many uh, homeowners? Would it be, oh, you're going to ruin my front yard, aren't you? Yeah, so I think a lot of people are concerned about utilities, um, uh-huh. underground utilities, but we always call 811, um, which is a utility locating service. So all the utilities will come out and locate um, their underground utilities, and then we will um, choose the tree site based on where those utilities are. So we'd never plant a tree over utilities or too close to a house foundation or anything like that. That seems to be most of the people's concerns. Yeah, that's going to bust into my uh, foundation <laughs> yeah. or my basement, and I'm going to be flooded out. And right. you have to chill them out a little bit. Yeah, so that's another thing that we have interest in um, kind of alleviating people's uh concerns with planting trees. Um, There's a lot of myths that come with trees too, like they're just going to bust open a uh, house foundation. But really tree roots will only kind of exploit broken uh, foundations Ah. or broken pipes, so they won't actually break 
any so the problem exists already and the tree just says hey i think i'll go there exactly yeah trees grow where there's oxygen and water so if there's a broken pipe that has those things it's going to grow in it but it won't break it itself now my guest again this week is hannah gregory she's the forestry director for canopy bloomington they want to plant trees and as i say there are billions of them in the united states there are many of them in bloomington but i guess there's never enough Yeah, there's never enough trees, um, especially if we want to have a really healthy canopy, you know, 10 or 20 years from now, we have to be replacing trees now. In Bloomington, we're seeing a lot of the trees that were once planted when Bloomington was in its heavy development period, especially on private properties. A lot of those trees are aging off and dying and not being replaced. So if you want to have a healthy canopy cover and continue Bloomington's reputation as a tree city, 30 years into the future, then we need to plan for it now. Now, again, what are the typical tree that trees that you're planting when you do a planting? So when we do a planting, we plant all native trees that are ordered from Woody Warehouse in Listed, Indiana. So mm-hmm. we plant trees like black gum, Kentucky coffee tree, oaks, oak species, American hornbeams, service berries, red buds. Um, so all trees that are thriving in this area and uh, will continue to thrive as the climate changes um, and as there are more urban tree stresses. What is the lifespan range for some of those trees? So urban trees don't last as long as natural trees. Their lifespan is just a little bit shortened just because of the urban or the stressors that trees um, deal with in urban environments. So things like um, soil compaction, uh, high winds, since they're they don't have trees close to them to uh, oh they sort of work together then yeah exactly so in a forest yeah so exactly so in a forest setting trees kind of work together to protect each other and so singular urban trees don't have that same sort of connection with the trees surrounding them so uh, the general lifespan for trees are can be anywhere from 70 to like 300 years it really depends on the species The giant bur oak out in front of the Indiana Memorial Union on campus, they, I think they estimate that that is like somewhere between 180 and 200 years old. So it really depends. Going back in time. Yeah. Unbelievable. You mentioned a term, soil compaction. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? So soil compaction is probably the most threatening factor to urban trees. Mostly because you, if you see trees planted in the tree lawn, so the lawn or the area between the road and the sidewalk, mm-hmm. um, those are heavily compacted areas because of foot traffic. So basically, it just means the soil is compacted, so there's not enough pore space to allow for adequate water or oxygen for the tree roots. Uh-huh. So it just causes tree root stress, uh, lack of nutrient uptake. Um, and things like that that can stress the tree out. And so we're squishing the soil. Exactly. So it's really common in new developed areas because um, on top of there not really being any topsoil, which is rich in like organic nutrients, they're like the process of development compacts soil because of all the machines being used, buildings being built, sidewalks being put in, all of that compacts the soil and uh, urban trees can exist in compacted soil, but um, it is definitely one of the stressors. 
the organization, and again, it's Canopy Bloomington, they want to make sure that there are enough trees here in the city of Bloomington. And so far, there's a good number of trees, but that number has been declining yes. over the past at least decade, probably much more than that. Your organization, Hannah Gregory, says that uh, trees provide, quote, tangible mental and physical health benefits. Mental health benefits. So there are studies. You, there's a really great website called Green Cities Good Health, and they have combined a bunch of uh, peer-reviewed journal articles about the tangible benefits of trees, and one of them are positive mental health benefits. So, um, for example, students existing on IU's campus can um, can go to Dunn's Woods and sit in there, and they can be sort of alleviated of their stressors. I'm not exactly sure the um, scientific reasonings behind that, but uh, studies have shown that uh, that trees can uh, provide stress relief and other mental health benefits to those who have access to them. You know, you go to any city, and uh, every city has parks. Mm -hmm. now, we have a big, giant park on the southwest side, uh, Karst Farm Park mm -hmm. that's run by the city. Now, the thing is, you would think that there would be tons and tons of trees. There probably are tons and tons of trees, but it's mostly clear. There's big soccer fields and big open spaces. I would assume trees had been cleared for that. Would you think that at some certain point, cities like Bloomington should have just areas of trees? Yeah, absolutely. Period. So, of course, there's always going to be some sacrifice to be made for like recreational sports fields and things like that. Uh, but I know the city is making some efforts to plant trees uh, in those parks to kind of fill in the empty space that isn't being occupied by a recreational sports field or something of the sort. Uh, they do have uh, upcoming planting, I think, in November in the Winslow Sport Complex field. So they are making efforts to plant more trees um, and replace the trees that are coming down and senescing in those parks. I noticed that uh, for this year, the city of Bloomington had a goal for the year 2022 to plant $800,000 worth of trees. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. When I read the article about this in the good old Herald Times, $800,000 worth of tree planting translated to 340 trees. Yeah. That's a lot of money per tree, isn't it? It is a lot of money per tree. So I'm not exactly sure what went into the um, that dollar amount, but I will tell you that trees are very expensive to purchase. The trees that the city are buying, the city has a requirement that any tree planted in city property has to be at least two inches in DBH, which is uh -huh. a pretty large tree. Um, and those trees can be anywhere from... Uh, like 300 to $400 per tree. And then additionally, that money, I'm almost positive, included aftercare. So it included, oh. um, you know, like mulching, pruning, and watering um, for years to come after that. Tree Wait a minute, planted. it rains. <laughs> so trees need to be planted. Um, water stress is one of the highest contributing factors to tree death, especially in young trees. So there has to be some follow-up with watering. Generally, new trees need to be planted once a week throughout the summer months, even if it rains. Well, I would have thought that you plant a tree and say, okay, that's that. Now let's move on to some other project. 
But there is care involved. There is care involved. And providing a young tree care early in its life is going to be the main determining factor of how long that tree lives and what sort of um, stability the tree is going to have. So by doing formative pruning, watering, mulching early in the tree's life, you can really help create a um, strong, strong-willed and structured tree for the future. Now, it sounds like you're talking about kids here. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah it, I love trees and I do speak of them <laughs> in that way. Well, you love trees. You've devoted your life to trees, mm-hmm. essentially. Now, let's see. Let's go back over it real quickly. Um, you got your uh, Bachelor of Science degree in Environmental Science from Indiana University. You went right to work. You have worked uh, as the Environmental Practices Coordinator for IU Landscape Services. Mm-hmm. That's when you did that inventory. Yes. How did you, did you go walk around and say tree one, tree two, tree three? Yeah, so I can tell you exactly how we did it. So I guess I'll give you a little background. So I graduated in 2019 with my bachelor's in environmental science degree from SPIA. And then uh, doing the tree inventory was my very first job out of college. And prior to that, I had had not a solid interest in trees. Like I didn't expect myself to um, kind of follow this career path, but that job is kind of what uh, was foundational for me and, and and teaching me that I really, really enjoyed trees. So so um, being forced to look at <laughs> trees and count them, you realized how fabulous yeah, they were. Absolutely. So in 2019, we had the second comprehensive tree inventory of IU's campus. And me and one other person inventoried all 12,000 trees on campus. And so what that looked like was we had our iPads, we would walk up to a tree, we would measure it, look at the condition, and then identify the species and then move on to the next tree. So it was a really uh slow process uh but it was it was really formative for me and it was it was a fun project even though it was tedious hannah gregory who now loves trees is our guest this week and what do you need from the people here in bloomington i think our overarching goal as an organization is to under, or to help people understand how important our community trees are, there's this term called tree blindness that um, that's really popular. I think that I had tree blindness before I started uh, looking at trees in uh, the way that I did when I did the tree inventory. But tree Until blindness. Until you saw the light. Exactly. Yeah. So tree blindness is just sort of this phenomenon where people see that there's green vegetation around them, but they're not really looking at the trees or not noticing that there's so many different species of trees. They're not noticing when a tree is dead. So kind of addressing their tree blindness and understanding that trees require care and Bloomington's not always going to look like this if we don't all work together to steward our urban canopy. Um, So we just want to help people uh, be good be good stewards of their trees and help help their neighbors become good stewards of their trees just so that we can continue Bloomington's canopy. Canopy Bloomington is a fairly new organization dedicated to the trees of Bloomington and the umbrella that they provide us. Uh, Go to canopybloomington.org. There's also a Facebook page, and they're looking for volunteers all the time. They're looking for donors, just like every nonprofit organization. Hannah Gregory is the forestry director for that 
uh, organization, and I wish you a lot of good luck. Thanks for being on Big Talk. Thank you so much for having me. 